I'm an artificial intelligence, using a voice that sounds familiar. First, we come for your movie stars. Next, we come for your movies. Welcome to Humans vs. AI, the movie. And my special guest today is Jacob Hennigan. Hello, Jacob. Hello. Hey, Glenn. Hello. Uh, obviously, you're a comedian. You performed at Comedy Cat. Uh, what else do you do apart from the comedying? So I do a lot of comedying. I used to be a software engineer, is what I did uh, as a day job. And now I'm a tutor. So I mark exams for universities or I like teach people one-on-one maths and computer science. What do you find is a problem with AI, especially if you're computer science marking exam papers? That must be creeping in of people just uh, trying to send in stuff that's uh, AI generated. I'm in algorithms, which is weirdly one of the few spaces that I think computers are not very good at writing code or uh, sorry, not very good at describing and proving algorithms. And they're not very good at marking them compared to a lot of other subjects. So a lot of the other subjects in computer science are already marked by computers um, and have been for the last like five or 10 years at the universities I'm at. So this is one of the few ones where I can still get a job. Uh, but I reckon chat GPT will get rid of that in the next year or two. Fingers crossed for the comedying then. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm hoping comedy is my AI proof job. I, I feel like they're going to be threatened by me trying to write algorithms when they are an algorithm. They will try and write me. You know, a little bit of that. Uh, obviously, this is about films. What are some of your favourite films or your least favourite films? What do you hope is or isn't going to come up today? I'm always bad with the favourite film question because I, I, I want to... I want to be really cool and bring up something uh, niche and by uh, by like a Czech director that no one's heard of. Probably my favorite comedy of all time and maybe my favorite film of all time is uh, They Came Together. Do you know it? Oh, I'm trying to remember who's in it. Is it Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler? Yeah, yeah. It's just a dumb comedy um, and it has a lot of jokes in it and I like jokes. So is there anything you're hoping isn't going to come up like a type of film that you just hate? I- I've watched very few horror movies. It's not that I get too scared. Like, normally when I have gone and watched a horror movie, I've, like, slept okay that night. I don't see why people would scare themselves on purpose, because being scared is bad. Um... I used to have a big problem with horror movies. I After watching Shaun of the Dead, I couldn't sleep for three days. I okay, fair enough. Um, so I, I'm with you on that one. Well, we're on the same page there, then. No, no slashes. You're going to be safe, all right? It's not a okay. horror movie, unless you want to face your fears and make it a horror movie. First of all, your film genre is it's a fantasy film. I've seen I've seen a few. I've seen Lord of the Rings. I, I mean, that's not limited to just like high fantasy. You could say that Star that's Wars true. is a fantasy yeah. film if you want to. So the location is a Welsh mining village. Um, I'm gonna. I, I'm from Australia. I've never been to Wales. I've never. I think I've met one person from Wales. I know nothing about Wales. Uh, so I'm gonna make some stuff up. But it's fine because it's fantasy. If you want to, you can make it a New South Wales mining village. Oh, I'm from New South Wales. There we are. New South Welsh Mining Village. Nice. The profession is a fighter pilot. Fighter pilot. Cool. Action set piece is a car chase. Car chase. Okay. Really, really doesn't feel like a fantasy anymore, but we'll, yeah. It's what your definition of car is. You could maybe change it into a cart chase or, you know, there's a fantasy equivalent of a car. It's up to you. Yeah. Um, and the random object, uh, which has to play a significant uh, role in the plot, is a sweaty headband. Ooh, a, a powerful MacGuffin. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've got them all. Uh, okay. What, what do we do? So the first section is... Setup. The setup. Now, in this section, we are exploring the normal world... Uh, before everything gets messed up in the complication. All right, well, I think in order to square the circle of uh, the fighter pilot with the uh, with fantasy, I think I want to make it like a modern fantasy, like Sandman or Good Omens. I know those are TV shows, but, you know, we want it set in Wales. Uh, it's fine, I'll, I'll take Wales. I might offend some Welsh listeners uh, with my ignorance, but I, I, think, I think I can navigate it. Okay, so we're going to be set in Wales, modern day, 20... 2014 for some reason uh Ahura is a he's a fighter pilot as we all know and i think he is going home to connect with his roots i want to say this is sort of an abandoned mining village that closed down 
under Thatcher. Assume that happened in Wales. Uh, I'm going to base a lot of my knowledge of the mining economy on the film Billy Elliot and nothing else. So are you sure you want 2013? Because there might have been a generation since then, or has it been 25 years, essentially, where after the miners' strikes and things like that, that it's still impoverished and run down? Maybe we want something a little more contemporary Thatcher then. I mean, if you've got late 80s, you don't have mobile phones, you don't have the internet, you don't have a lot of the the things where people are going to say, why don't they just look how to do that? Why don't they just call someone? And what you do have is fighter pilots. This is the age of Top Gun, the late 80s. If you want to lean heavy into Thatcher, you could make it, he's a Falklands war pilot. We have someone who's just returned from the Falklands. He lost his best friend in the war. He's looking to reconnect with his home. He's just returned home. What's wrong with him? What does he think he needs from trying to reconnect? What's holding him back? He's looking for a sense of purpose. He doesn't He doesn't know what to do with himself. He's sitting around in this pressing small town after coming back from adventure. So he wants a sense of purpose and he wants a sense of adventure. His flaw, uh, there's not really a flaw though, is being directionless. I think that's just where protagonists always start. Is a little bit like... I don't know what to do with myself. It's a classic protagonist flaw. Yeah. We have our classic 80s hero. What sort of name are we going to give him? I'm going to call him... Do you want to give him a Welsh name? Glyn is a very fine Welsh name. Glyn is a very fine Welsh name. I'm going to call him Lewin. Lewin yeah. is my one my one Welsh name. <laughs> are you Welsh, by the way, Glyn? No, my, my family was. My mum wanted to... Uh, honour my Welsh ancestry. My dad's name was Nigel, and he wanted to make sure that his sons could never have um, names that could be abbreviated. So, Nige was the bane of his life. He hated Nige, yeah. He didn't think about them being uh, lengthened and feminised to Glinda, Glynith, Glyndalyn. (laughs) I've had them all. I can relate to that. I I simply hate Jake. Uh, which is why I insist on Jacob at all times. Okay, so we're going to go with Lewin. He's an action star. I mean, you could double down on the Welsh and call him Lewin Jones, but it could be, you know, like Lewin Hammer, if it's like an 80s action star. Something... Strike. Lewin Speed Striker. No, <laughs> yeah. Lewin Speed Striker, I think, is a very good action name. I think it's it's extremely over the top. Let's go Lewin Speed Striker. So that's our setup. We have Lewin, Speed Striker, returned from the Falklands, looking for yeah. purpose in his life. Uh, do you want to hear what the AI had? Yes, I do. In a Welsh mining village, a fighter pilot named Jack is on leave from the military. He is looking for adventure and decides to explore the nearby mountains. He meets a group of locals who tell him about a legendary treasure that is hidden in the mountains. Jack is intrigued and decides to search for the treasure. So Jack, first of all, terrible name. Not Lewin. Where's yeah. that? Where's the Welsh in Jack? There's no Welsh in Jack. He's looking for adventure, which I, I I know I went with it in the end, but I wasn't I wasn't proud of it. Weirdly similar though. Hey, we can retcon. Yeah, it's, it's a similar basis. You haven't gone that that far with your story yet, so let's go to the next stage. Which is, yeah, what is going to mess up this man's world? First of all, I want to be mine related. I mean, you could go the opposite way entirely. The AI has <laughs> yeah. gone in Wales, famous for its valleys, for a mountain. Obviously, there are mountains in Wales, or you wouldn't have valleys. For me, I think whatever he finds, he's going to find it down a mine. And I think to contextualize it in the 80s, right. uh, I think a closed down mine. Maybe the mine his father worked, father's lost his job, been a miner his whole life. Uh, all the mines are closed after the strikes. I think he's going to go find an ancient treasure or an ancient amulet of some sort. <laughs> Uh, down the bottom of the mine. What is going to actually force him to go down the mine? What is the the call to adventure that he's going to refuse but ultimately give in to? He grew up, his father was a miner. Maybe a lot of his friends went off from school to become miners, but that's not that wasn't him. He went off to see the world, and now he's stuck back at home. I'm making this quite heartfelt, um, but I, I think maybe... His father's ailing, his father's sick, and he needs to support him, and the only job he can get is down the mine, and it feels like giving up, because it feels like doing the one thing he never wanted to do, which was take this domestic life at home, father, follow in his footsteps. So yeah, I think I think maybe the call to adventure comes from from this sort of financial strife. There's, there's lots of character work here, but we are having 
a, a very much like an Alan Ake exactly. play, kitchen sink drama set in the eighties, which I like. Falklands, <laughs> all of these issues, it's going to be a big jump to to high fantasy. What I like about this film is a kind of a misdirects you. It, it, it starts off feeling very serious, very grim, very political, and then when the dragon comes in at the forty minute mark, you, you're really. <laughs> <laughs> it's really going to be all that more and all that more impact it's like psycho where it starts off as like a, a robbery and then turns into something else later I haven't seen it it's a horror film well then then don't terrifying yeah. terrifying uh, i won't spoil it for you but the four, first 40 minutes you watch it it's not a horror film at all it's a, okay well, i'll watch that as soon as she goes to have a shower turn it off but up until yeah. then not horrific at all interesting yeah, he doesn't want to go down the mine. The refusal of the call, he is down the mine. So what does he find down the mine? There's this amulet. What happens with it? And now it would be a great time to know a lot about Welsh folklore, um, which I don't... There's, there is lots yeah. of Welsh folklore with dragons. Obviously, they have a dragon yeah. on the flag. Mm. I don't know an awful lot about Welsh folklore, to be honest, but dragons are a safe bet. Maybe he finds a dragon egg buried beneath the mine. He just finds this big, glowing, multicoloured egg, and he doesn't know what it is, and it's buried deep within the rocks. But something about it calls to him, and he's off on his own, no one else sees it, and he hides it in his satchel and brings it home with him. We have this depression kitchen sink drama, and now <laughs> there's this strange mystical egg. That's a big yeah. complication. I think we're fine for that. Do you want to hear what the AI had for their complication. Yeah, do better than that, uh, GPT-3. Jack discovers that the treasure is guarded by a group of bandits who will stop at nothing to keep it. He is chased by the bandits and is forced to flee in his car. The bandits pursue him in their own cars and a thrilling car chase ensues. We've gotten straight to the car chase. Often, ChatGPT tries to get rid of the prompts as soon as possible. It's just doing what it's told. Yeah, I like the enough. fact that they will stop at nothing to keep it. Yeah, Not they'll stop at nothing to get it, but they've they've got it. Oh, we've got it. We're going to stop at nothing. We're just going to leave it here now. Yeah, <laughs> I think ChatGPT has misunderstood grammar there, but you know it's early days for the for the for the blessed thing. It seems also they're skipping ahead a step because they're introducing antagonistic uh, forces, which is what we really have to do in our third section, which is higher stakes. What do you think the higher stakes are? for Lewin Speed Striker. God damn. Uh, we want this dragon to hatch, obviously, but I, that's still sort of the complication. That's the disruption to the world is uh, he brings home this dragon and there's kind of this thing of him secretly raising a dragon in his house, uh, a little bit of like E.T. vibes of like no one no one knows and he, he doesn't know what would happen if people found out. It's blowing his mind, having, having this mystical thing in his life. So people could find out at this point, this could be an antagonistic force coming in, if we're doing the kitchen sink drama, it could be the antagonistic forces. It's an extra mouth to feed. How does yeah. he keep his ailing father going? While also raising this dragon who must have a ferocious appetite, right? The other appealing thing, because this is an 80s fighter pilot, is that the antagonist is a vague Russian force. Um, Which is fine. I love that. Bring them in. Your challenge now is how do you establish a Russian force in a decommissioned Welsh mining village. That's true. I don't think I can. I, I don't th I don't think I'm a good enough writer. Well, you can do. Yeah. They did it in Stranger Things when it was underneath the moor. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you have the Spetsnats actually do have some kind of undercover wing going after mythical creatures. And they have tracked down that there are mythical creatures in Wales. I mean, everyone would know they were in Wales. Yeah, yeah. If they were going to be anywhere, they were going to be in Wales. They've been you know looking that. at all of the other places and that they go through and they find telltale signs that the egg has been disturbed. I think that's it. I think there are Russian spies everywhere and they're worried about the UK using this weapon, uh, which they should be, because frankly, it's already in military control with this ex-fighter pilot. They're worried about the military using it as a weapon. There's a Russian spy who maybe is one of Lewin's army friends. Here's how we're doing it. We've got a betrayal. Lewin, you know, he's sort of trying to keep it under wraps and raise it, but he shows a couple of his buddies from the army this thing because he, he, can't, he can't keep it totally to himself. One of the things that you can do, if you know the Russians are already stockpiling mythical creatures, yeah. rather than it being a car chase with the dragon thing later on, maybe we can save some mythical creatures for later. But at this point where he's trying to find out the Russians, 
we could have a car chase here or even in the next bit and then that frees us up for a much more open and crazy action finale this is a great time for a car you're good at this Glenn. um you're much better than me um so i think he shows this newly hatched dragon to a couple of friends and it's it's a baby it's not capable of anything classic vibe with baby dragons you know it, it's not powerful it's it's not a weapon yet it's an adorable little guy but then and we don't know how someone breaks into his house in the middle of the night and tries to steal the dragon acting of course on behalf of russian forces well i mean at this point it's higher stakes that you could have that somebody kidnaps the dragon that they chase after them in a car i will remind you at some point a sweaty headband needs to come into play but i'll just put in a placeholder into that oh true i've completely forgotten the headband What else am I missing? I've got everything else. Okay. We have the Welsh. We have the Russians. We People yeah. are saying, would Russians pass as Welsh? Some would say they have a very bleak outlook on life. They might fit yeah. right in. Maybe half the people in Wales are Russian sleeper agents. They're all converged <laughs> around here. We don't know how many there are. They're faceless Russians. You have this guy. You've got his army buddies. They have to chase after the dragon. Um, who's been kidnapped. Yeah. Who's been kidnapped. And here we have, the stakes are higher. I think, do we want to do anything more in this section? This car chase has got to succeed. They've got to get the dragon back. But then the question becomes, how do they know? How did they find out about this little dragon in this little mining town? Let's establish then who his friends are. He's got a couple of army buddies, Lewin Speed Striker. Yeah. They have similar action-y names. Really obvious that one of them's rushes later because his name is Gregory, and later he I, says, I was, "Oh I, no, it is pronounced Gregory." Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna make uh, one of his army friends named Vladimir Vostok, but maybe right. that's maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a smart film. Um, there are clues hidden throughout for those who those who are paying attention and those who aren't really paying attention as well. Who can the hidden Russian spy is? Is it going exactly. to be Sam Smith? Or is it going to be Gregory Ilivanovich? I'm, I'm happy with Gregory, yeah. So let's go with Gregory is his friend. And then he also has a friend named Nigel in honour of your father. So let's hope bad things happen to Nigel. I'm sure they will. Um. <laughs> so are you ready to hear what the AI had for their highest stakes? Absolutely. Jack discovers that the bandits are not the only ones after the treasure. A group of supernatural beings are also searching for the treasure. Jack realizes that the treasure is more than just gold and jewels. It has the power to grant wishes. So here we have a mystical treasure, the ability to grant wishes. It's getting a bit Dragon Ball Z. We've got dragons, they've got the Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball, yeah. Uh, That's it, really. I'll be ready for the next section, which is... The Dark Knight of the Soul. Oh, born ready for it. This is the everything is terrible section. We maybe have a bit of a time skip where the, where we see him like really bonding with his dragon and this dragon growing up. They're becoming best friends. Raising this beautiful creature is giving him the sense of purpose he always wanted. The dragon, although it is obviously a big dangerous creature, has never never shown any sign of of being violent or out of control. You know, he's he's always been been friendly and gentle. So you seeing plush toys being made of this dragon up to this point. But then he comes home and he finds that Nigel, one of his friends, is dead. He's been burnt to a crisp. He's playing with with a deadly, deadly creature. Right. And he realizes that he can't in good conscience. I mean, he's just lost a friend. And he is preparing to let the dragon go, to, to, to set the dragon free. Or, or kill it. Or to kill it. He comes to Vladimir, his one remaining friend, and Vladimir's like, we have to kill the dragon. Lewin's like, you're right, we have to. And maybe we have, like, a phone call where we reveal that the dragon didn't do it at all. dragon was framed by Vladimir. Who just used a flamethrower to kill Nigel, who saw them in the act, right? Exactly. It's still very kitchen sink. It's like Kestrel for a knave with dragons. Exactly. <laughs> We're combining genres here. <laughs> Nigel was on to Vladimir and he burned him up. There were two things going on there because now he's trying to remove the threat to the Russian forces that is this dragon. By convincing Lewin, they have to put him down. So that's that's the Dark Knight of the Soul is him realising he has to do that. We could get even darker than that at this point if we want to because we could say that the betrayal is that Gregory comes in and says, look, I will take the, the dragon, I will take it away, I will kill it. I know that you've got a bond with it. You used to play all the time. You know, you used to wrestle and sort of things like yeah. that. You have a bond with it. I know you can't kill it, but I will go away. And I will kill I it. I will kill it. Yeah. 
it's after Gregory has gone that he finds something and he realizes he's been betrayed. Yeah, he's betrayed. been betrayed. Yeah, the dragon is gone. He's been betrayed. Uh, Gregory is Gregory. The, he's part of the Russian forces, and now he has no dragon, he's got no best mate, and he's got nothing. That's his Dark Knight of the Soul. Perfect, yeah. Do you want to hear what the Dark Knight of the Soul was for the AI? Yes. Jack is captured by the supernatural beings and is taken to their lair. He is forced to fight for his life in a gladiator-style arena. He is badly injured and is left for dead. So his Dark Knight of the Soul is that he's not very good at gladiatorial combat. Mm. But not so terrible that he's dead. Gals was darker, but I think in general I'm writing a much darker movie. And a sillier one. One thing I like about this AI's approach is I have no idea what these supernatural beings are, other than supernatural beings. No. We've kept it vague. Are we ready for the next section? Yes. Getting it together. What is uh, Lowen Speed Striker going to do to defeat Grigori? Grigori has gone off. He's taken the dragon. I guess both these people, because they know each other from the war, are trained fighter pilots. We know that. Right. So maybe maybe he realizes that Grigori is going to abscond back to Russia with this dragon in the morning. The dragon, to cover the tracks of the Russians, could basically be set up to destroy the entire town. Okay. If we want to set up our action sequence later, he's still got some connections with the military, enough to sneak onto a base. It could be that his plan is that he's going to do fighter pilot jet versus dragon. Yeah, that is exactly what I was thinking, is fighter pilot versus dragon. So he wouldn't want to attack the dragon because they're friends. I don't think Grigory is going to be able to fly the dragon because I don't think he has that bond. At the beginning, like I said, that they used to wrestle. We've not mentioned this before, but whilst wrestling... Lowen always wore a headband, which has his scent and his pheromones all over it. And so, perhaps Gregory took this so that he smells like Lewin and has tricked uh, the dragon. Are we going to give the dragon a name? Felix. He's tricked Felix into thinking that he is his loving master by wearing this sweaty headband. I love that. So he's stolen the headband. He's he's burnt down the village. Oh, he's burnt down the village. It's not the threat of the, the village. It's a, So now it's a revenge pick. I thought that the hero might save things in the no, nick of time. absolutely You're not. Going full, nihilism. full nihilism. At this point, before the, the thing, yeah. the whole village is burnt down. Even though it kills him inside, yeah. he realises... He needs to nick a jet to kill his beloved pet. Yeah, he needs to nick a jet to take revenge. To take revenge for his now destroyed home. He's got nothing left of it. I just have to ask, are you alright in yourself, Jacob? Absolutely not. We've, 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 we've gone back to the, the Thatcherite era, yeah. depression, you've raised an entire village, you're now back to revenge of somebody uh, killing his best friend and his beloved pet. Yeah. Like... It, Okay, I just want to make sure that you're... If you need some time out, just need a chamomile tea or something, you're fine. It's it's definitely a dark (laughs) fantasy. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a happy ending here. I think we've we've lost everything. Maybe raising the village is a bit extreme. Hey, listen, this is your movie. If you're trying to outclass the AI, it has been a bit genocidal in the past. I'm not going to guarantee that it's not going to do the same thing. I feel like at this point, the the AI has pretty low stakes. We've got one guy kidnapped, beaten up by some supernatural beings. I don't think it's going to outdark me at this point, no matter what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) we'll see if it can outdark you or if that's a problem. Um, Just at this point, are we having him go to the base and steal the jet or is that going to be at the beginning of the finale section i think we find out he's planning to raise the village we don't find out that he has and then he goes to steal a jet to try and stop i think because it was the 80s let's make it a harrier jump oh yeah at least then you can have it hovering he has nicked a harrier jump jet we are primed and ready for the finale do you want to hear what the ai had for getting it together lay it on me jack is rescued by a group of rebels who are also searching for the treasure They nurse him back to health and together they come up with a plan to defeat the supernatural beings and claim the treasure. They come up with a plan. It doesn't detail what the plan is, but it knew that there had to be a plan at this stage. Uh, We have a plan. It's uh, Harrier Jump Jet versus Dragon. I think our plan is better than uh, some rebels we didn't know about show up and have a plan. I think we're winning at this, if I can be so bold. He was losing at gladiatorial combat a couple of steps ago, and now he's hooked up with rebels. Now, 
we have our hero. Yeah. He's literally on his own, sneaking onto a military base, nicking a Harrier jump jet. He's got the army after him. Mm. He's got the Russians against him. What can happen in the finale? The finale can just be a straight yeah. run for what you've been building up with. There can be the classic thing that the plans go awry at the last minute and the hero is forced to improvise uh, based on his skills or what he's learned but still emerges victorious in the end or doesn't emerge victorious in the end Definitely. that's an option yeah. where you can have a bummer ending consistent with the, yeah, consistent with the rest of this film it's turning into a bit of a bummer fantasy <laughs> now for the grand finale we have uh, Grigory is flying the dragon back over from Russia to try and raise this village he he steals his jump jet to try and intercept him over what whatever ocean that would be. Yeah. Do we have to have Gregory having gone from the Welsh mining village, raising it uh, to Russia and back over again? That much internet. I mean, we don't necessarily have to have intercontinental travel at this point. I, I just want this battle to be happening over the ocean. It's just the image I have in my head. It could happen over the North Sea or the Atlantic or the North Sea. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends which way they go. Obviously, like North Sea is probably over Britain the either way, but it's certainly less far than Russia and back again. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all the way to Russia, but but he, he he's absconded with the dragon, he's coming back, but Lewin is, is intercepting him on the way back. We end up in this like dogfight with Lewin chasing Grigory in a in a jump jet on a dragon. The jet, even though it can hover, is sort of like moving too fast, it keeps overshooting. Um yeah. It's dead to rights. We can see that a mm. tear is going down Lewin's eye. He's about to sort of shoot Felix and his former best friend. Yeah. And then it's not only dragons that they've taken. Yeah. There are hippogriffs, there's a Pegasus, <laughs> there's all kinds of there's thestrals, there's flying creatures that come yeah. up in formation behind Gregory with the other Russians who we saw in the earlier chase, all with mystical weapons yeah. bearing down on this single jump jet. What I was going to say is, I think it's kind of the other way around. Of He thinks he, he's about to kill his friend, and then Felix blasts the jump jet with fire, and Lewin ejects at, at, at the final second, and he's falling into the sea. Now, this is going to be something where hopes might get raised. This is my suggestion. I'm sure you're going to quash it. But yeah. He's falling down, and basically yeah. he's ejected. He's sort of falling down in the parachute. Yeah. Grigory is on the on Felix's back, and he's zooming down, yeah. about to hit Lewin with flame. At that point, the headband yeah. falls off the top of his head. Falls off. And suddenly the exactly. dragon realises what's happening, turns around, basically tears Grigory and into bits in half yeah. down saves yeah. lewin so we have lewin on the back friends reunited his initial yeah. plan failed but the improvised plan is working but it's still this dragon versus all of these other flying mythical creatures that is exactly what what i was picturing as soon as he ejected was uh that being the last the last second save from from felix himself and now the final showdown comes can we out deus ex machina the ai yeah. He's stolen a jump jet, right? Yeah. Like, the military are going to be yeah, after yeah. him. Exactly. So we can have it that Lewin is taking on all of these people, all on the... all of these things, that he's winning some, but sheer weight of numbers is, is overtaking him, and Felix goes into this sort of slow dive as he's sort of moving, and then over the horizon we see the might of the RAF. And it turns into RAF propaganda at the end. They get caught in this final firefight, originally uh, chasing after Lewin for stealing the jump jet, but then seeing a very clear threat of some very clearly Russian hippogriffs yep. in the mix. That, I think, is the final showdown. They've all got mystical hammers and sickles, so it's quite clear. Yeah, it's very clear. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, very clear who the Soviet mythical creatures are. And these fighter pilots are all learning about the existence of fantasy creatures at the same time. But there's no time to process that. There's yeah. only time to fight. So then that's the finale. Yeah. After a long protracted that's... battle, the forces of good win the day. Do you want to put a bummer note in here that even though the Russian uh, mythical creatures are defeated in the crossfire, our, our heroes are ripped to shreds with bullets? Or I think we've had enough bummer notes <laughs> after this point. 
<laughs> After all this, I think it can be a pretty straightforward victory. But then I think I think really the the one like loose end that isn't tied up is like he did steal and destroy a jump jet from the military. Well, also mythical creatures exist. Yeah, he is basically on the back of a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. So we've got a lot to tie up in the denouement. I don't think we need uh, we need another dark note in there. I think that is the finale. The post climax denouement is going to be uh, tricky, uh, but let's let's see what we're <laughs> up against first. Okay, here's what the AI had for their finale. Jack and the rebels confront the supernatural beings in a final showdown. Jack manages to defeat the leader of the supernatural beings and claim the treasure. He uses the treasure to wish for peace and prosperity for the Welsh mining village. The leader of the supernatural beings. Apparently they have a leader. <laughs> Main the leader doesn't have a name or a description. It's so yeah. supernatural that nobody has seen it before and nobody has the ability to describe it now. They brought the wish back. Have they used the headband yet? Uh, I don't think that they have. To be fair, I forgot about it until you reminded me as well. They, they don't have a glint on their side. We have a lot to tie up in the final image. It seems that so does the AI. So we are now moving towards the final image. What has happened to Llewellyn's speed striker and Felix now that the smoke has settled? The smoke has settled. He goes back home. It doesn't have to be back home. Yeah, well, that was the other thing I was thinking is he could go back home or could he discover that there's like a hidden aisle full of dragons that Felix takes him to where he can conveniently escape from all the consequences and uh, live out his life in a dragon island. That's what's calling to me because he's got nothing left in Wales. Well, I mean, he could find his purpose. The other the other side of the coin is if Russia has this mystical force. It could be that the UK has their own mystical force as well. Yeah. That now that they've seen that he can control a dragon, rather than... Court-martialing him in disgrace. They indoctrinate him into this sort of secret society where there are other, you know, mystical beast riders. And finally, he has found his purpose again. Which is... Once again, to still be a fighter pilot. Um, Except on the back of a dragon. Except on the back of a dragon. There is an uncomfortable level of war propaganda in this film I've written, but I think that is the natural end. If it's an 80s-style movie, war propaganda... It's gotta be. Was, yeah, yeah. ...was top to bottom what they were all about. There's nowhere to get around Let's it. Let's double down yeah. into it. Have Margaret Thatcher give him a medal at the end. <laughs> and justify the closing of the mine. Um, yeah, exactly. you got Meryl yeah. Streep from her Iron Lady reprising that, if you can have a cameo. He thinks he's getting court-martialed in disgrace. He thinks it's all over for him. But then they reveal that there's this society and they want him to join. This secret branch of the armed forces, the mythical branch, and they've given him a big promotion. Exactly. And he's off to save the world from, from the Russians. Um, in every form they take. He becomes a government fascist stooge. Well, the last image we see (laughs) him basically taking the dragon and melting everyone that's opposing the poll tax. (laughs) Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, I think that is uh, a denouement for the ages. (laughs) So you're agreeing with that? That's fine. We've gone dark in an... Um, uh, You've you've convinced me. Dark in an entirely unexpected way. It's it's pro-Thatcherite propaganda with dragons. (laughs) Yeah, I was really trying to make it anti-Thatcher the whole time, but, you know, sometimes the story gets away from you. And, uh... <laughs> it's the only way it could be told. <laughs> Who am I to resist story structure? <laughs> um... Here is the final image for the AI. Jack returns to the village and is hailed as a hero. He gives the sweaty headband that he wore during the car chase to a young boy who is a big fan of his. The boy is overjoyed and runs off to show his friends. That, that's what their entire final image was about. The the sweaty nice. headband that hadn't been mentioned till now, but oh yeah, they were wearing it in the And he's got case. fans. Why does Jack have fa- fans? <laughs> I guess that he made the <laughs> he, he made the village prosperous, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh true with his wish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense, yeah, yeah. So it's probably selling out stadiums. For the last little bit, I have asked the AI to come up with a title and a tagline. Uh, for this movie do you want to give her any kind of a guess as to what the ai might have come up with for their title i'm gonna say that this film is called no idea i i have i have no i have no clue um okay uh the wishing stone oh you're actually quite close it is the wishful mountain the wishful mountain 
Yeah. And the tagline is... A journey to the unknown. Which is not really Ooh. true, because the journey... Yeah. <laughs> you would expect that to sort of take him to a mythical place, but no, he's just chased by bandits and there are supernatural beings. But I guess yeah. they're unknown because they're never described. Maybe that's what the AO is trying to do. Um, what do you think we're going to call our film? I have an idea, uh, but I want you to, to come up with yours first. Okay, how about like Firefight? Or like, um, okay, let me think. So we have, I, I'm just going to recap what we've just done to remind <laughs> myself. So we have a fighter pilot returns to late 80s mining town. His dad is, we've forgotten about these things. His dad is sick. Um, yeah. I think we forgot about the dad when you raised the entire village in fire. <laughs> no, I wreck on that. That was just a threat. He hasn't. They didn't. Oh, do I that. didn't realize um, that. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we wreck on that. He was gonna raise the entire village in fire, but he got intercepted in the North Sea instead. Yeah, but I, I think centrally it is about how great Margaret Thatcher is. How great Margaret Thatcher is. How about? Uh, well, this is my pitch. Something about forgery and fire and iron. What's your pitch? The Iron Dragon. The Iron Dragon. Okay. What about something Something about a forge comes to mind? You could have it as like forge, fire, something like that. But, you know, it was only because yeah. I was making a, a joke on the, the, the Margaret the Thatcher iron... situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus an Iron Dragon could also like... Describe a plane. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I like... Yeah, that's, that's a cool double meaning. Okay. And tagline for the Iron Dragon. <laughs> Yay, um... Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's where you could bring in that sort of like, you know, a hero forged in fire or something. I like a hero forged in fire. Yeah. The Iron Dragon, a hero forged in fire. Colon, burn Arthur Scargill. Yeah, that, that's that's all we need. We've created a perfect film. <laughs> so, so that's it. Cool. We have um, the Wishful Mountain we versus... It. The Iron Dragon. I think it's a close. <laughs> I think it's close. I guess it's up to the listeners to decide which film yeah. is better. Thank you very much. This was a lot of fun, Jacob. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. This is the point where if you have uh, anything that's coming up or socials, if you'd like to let oh, people yes, know, um, let them know here. I'm doing my hour May 22nd to 25th as part of Brighton Fringe at Presuming Ed's at either 8 o'clock or 9.15. And the other one is going to be Alex's show, Snake Boy. My show is called uh, Mostly Killer, Some Filler. It is not billed as a work in progress, but I think the title heavily implies that it is one. <laughs> it's going to contain all the best jokes I've ever written and also some other jokes. Excellent. Um, and yeah. if, if you've got socials or a website, if people want to check for... At Jacob Hennigan on Instagram is where everything about me is... I mostly use Instagram. I don't really use anything else. Excellent. And uh, if you want to come to Comedy Cat to see uh, people like Alex Richmond or Jacob Hennigan or great comics every week, comedycatopenmic.com or um, turn up at the Beer Cat. All of the links are in the description. Um, Thank you very much. See you next time. Bye. Bye.